0: The Illinois Department of Corrections has been making changes to how it uses solitary confinement inside prisons. For example, it's adding a step-down program that allows people to earn their way out of solitary. It's one of the changes that has come in response to a lawsuit that's been dragging on for around five years. Alan Mills is executive director of the Uptown People's Law Center and a civil rights lawyer. He's been working on the lawsuit and he joins us now. Alan, thanks for being here.
1: You're very welcome.
0: And let's start with the basics. Tell us what is solitary, also sometimes called segregation in Illinois, and how often is it used in Illinois prisons?
1: So solitary is generally defined uh, under international law as a person who spends more than 20 hours per day locked into a cell uh, involuntarily without meaningful social contact. Illinois, just like every other prison system in the country, does not recognize that it uses solitary at all. It doesn't accept that definition. Um, we have all kinds of different words for it. Uh, we currently have somewhere between six and 700 people uh, in uh, restrictive housing and dozens more in administrative detention. What we don't know is how many people who aren't officially in uh, restricted housing status are actually in solitary um, because they spend all of that time in their cell.
0: Alan, tell us what effects solitary can have on an incarcerated person.
1: Of the hundreds of people that I have met who have spent time in solitary, not one has escaped without being seriously affected. That effect lasts for certainly weeks, but in some cases a decade, after people have been released from solitary. For example, people on the street have extreme difficulty and often actual panic attacks when they have to do such simple things as get onto a bus, uh, go to a jewel which has a lot of strangers in it. Any situation where they're faced with a crowd, they become extremely uncomfortable and in many cases simply cannot handle that and therefore avoid many of the things that you and I do every day without thinking about it.
0: And over the last year, the Illinois Department of Corrections has made some changes to how it handles solitary. Tell us about those and why they matter.
1: Yeah, uh, the Department of Corrections—I have to give them credit. I mean, we're obviously suing them, and I don't want to at all say that they have solved the problem, but they've made big steps forward. Uh, up until the last uh, six months to a year ago, the only solitary system was designed entirely around punishment. That is, you're given a sentence and you spent that time in solitary no matter what you did. There seems to be a shift now towards a rehabilitative model. That is, people are sent to solitary for relatively short fixed terms, and then they have the opportunity to work their way out by doing things like an anger management class or uh, attending an education class or going through therapy or whatever their individualized plan says they need to do. So they have goals that they can then work towards, accomplish, and get back out of solitary into general population. That, to me, is a total shift in the way we are looking at solitary you know, and the role it plays in a prison system. That's a shift that many other states have made, um, and Illinois is catching up. Um, they are also moving The the physical location where they're doing some solitary, um, from our two oldest prisons uh, to a relatively, and I say relatively because it was like the 80s, um, new prison at Lawrence Correctional Center. The physical layout is better. uh, As to whether or not there will be fewer restrictions in Lawrence than there are at the other prisons is yet to be seen.
0: And do you feel those changes are enough?
1: Absolutely not. Uh, This does not affect at all um, the dozens of people that are in administrative detention. This only applies to what they're now calling restrictive housing. It does not affect at all those people who have been convicted of any sort of disciplinary violation in prison and nonetheless are locked in their cells uh, over 20 hours a day. And it also doesn't do anything to fix the due process problems. That is, people who are sentenced to restrictive housing or, or solitary in Illinois don't get a meaningful chance to defend themselves. And finally, so far, all these changes are pursuant to internal guidelines. None of them have even gone through the regulatory process, let alone been put into a, a statutory framework. And therefore, if there's a new director or there's a new election and a new governor gets elected, uh, this can be changed at the snap of the fingers.
0: So, tell me more about the lawsuit that you're working on involving solitary.
1: This is a case that we've been working on for several years and it challenges the physical conditions in which people are held in solitary, the reasons people are sent to solitary, the length of time they are sent there, and the lack of any due process. The court just last month um, certified the case as a class action lawsuit, meaning that we can now proceed on behalf of not just the named plaintiffs, but everybody in the state of Illinois who is uh, potentially subject to going to solitary, which is every prisoner in the state of Illinois.
0: That's Alan Mills with the Uptown People's Law Center. This is WBEZ.